Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. We all have heard about the problem with recidivism and the prison population. I mean... More than 80% of prisoners released somehow end up right back in the system again. Why? But the story does not just affect the person doing the time. Often the family is not even mentioned in the discussion. But far too often the family is suffering as well. So again, the question is, why? Well, Michelle Jackson is someone who's trying to make a difference in this area. Michelle is the twin sister of someone who suffered because of her brother's repeated incarcerations. And she finally decided to try and find a cure for this condition that she discovered was affecting her as well as her brother. She's the author of a great book titled A Prisoner's Pardon. that's still getting ready to be released, praise God. But she's also the author of a children's book that covers the same topics from the children's perspective titled The Pharaoh's Butler and Baker, The Unknown Power of Forgiveness. Michelle is also the host of the Prisoner's Pardon podcast, a weekly podcast where she dives deeper in these issues, focusing on how everyone needs to have a firm, non-compromising, fundamental value system in in order to avoid the mental, spiritual, or physical prison. Her podcast handle is Missy J for Michelle Jackson, and the books are written under a pen name, CC Sky, to signify that the sky is the limit. Help me welcome to the program. Missy J. Michelle, it is so good to talk to you again. We haven't had a chance to chat like this in, gosh, over a year or so. And I, I know you've had a lot going on during that time. So welcome back. I know. I, I am so glad to be back. I'm so glad to see you. It seemed like time just passes so fast. It does. And I'm like, how long was it? You know, but <laughs> It it goes so fast, and um, especially when you you're working on mission, I call it for the Lord. And yeah. people at times like, "How long? What are you doing?" I'm like, "I just show up. I don't know what God's doing." Hey, he says, "Be here. I'm here." I okay. <laughs> well, Michelle, I'm so proud of you and your podcast. I mean, you are up through episode number thirty nine now. Praise God! And yes, that is awesome. And why is that? Remember you? I went through your training. I yep. knew nothing about podcasting. You mm-hmm. showed me everything I know, and you you made me push the button. <laughs> That's like, right. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm familiar with your background and all that you had going on. But for our listeners who are not, can you share with us in your own words, who is Michelle Jackson? Well, um, you know what? I had to learn that myself, actually. So that's the funny thing about it. Um, but, you know, I grew up in Chicago, moved to Wisconsin uh, in my later years. And uh, when I was growing up, I, you know, I have a twin. Twins are in my family. So uh, we, my father, sister, they have a set of twins, two girls. And then my other 
aunt has two boys and then it's myself and my brother. So it's quite, we're all at the same age. So it's quite funny, you know, all the time that we, we took pictures when we got together, like let's take pictures of the twins. So what my twin brother was always locked up. So they would always ask me, where is he? So it be it really became a burden to me. And I always was trying to figure out why my brother was going back and forth to jail. And it seemed like my whole life just revolved around it. So that hence my burden, hence me starting the podcast with you um, talking about prison reform, which is a hot topic. And um, what I was seeing, Pastor Bob, was you know what? I don't think it's addressing everything it needs to because I grew up with my brother and I have been trying for years, you know, to reach him. And uh, one of the big things he said, and I mentioned it in a book, is like, because I think I can get away with it. And I'm like, you're not getting away with it. You always getting caught. So what's the what's the issue here? So, you know, I wanted people to see not just you know, what was going on with the with the people that's going in and out of prison, but also the families, because, you know, like you said, we don't see what's going on with them. It's a lot of issues there and what we could do, because we should be working alongside of prison officials and politicians to combat this issue. Hence me opening up the platform that a prisoner's part in podcast to interview people all over the world. If you've listened, I've interviewed ex-felons, police officers, you know, uh, ex-correctional officers, psychologists. And um, it's really interesting because, you know, even though I'm Christian, I'm, you know, I listen Everybody has something good to say Mm -hmm. and you can get something from everybody, you know, and I have, I have so much information. So when I went to the Capitol, the Wisconsin Capitol to talk to the uh, senators and stuff, and I was listening in and the questions they had. And um, it was like, I knew all this stuff because I had interviewed so many experts. So, and, and I knew the answer. So the, some of the questions um, they had was about transportation, the issue of transportation, um, the issue of being institutionalized, you know, uh, how do we work with them? But they always, they have these programs or they're going to get them jobs and everything, but it doesn't help Pastor Bob if they, they have a ton of resources that way, but not the inner transformation that they need. Yeah to really be able to take advantage of it. So the first thing is first, they need an inner transformation before they can really take advantage of the resources that's out there because we do need both. So that's Mm -hmm. where I come in and um, provide that. Mm -hmm. Well, you've been working on the book, The Prisoner's Pardon, for a long time. Can you give us some insight into what led you to start writing this book? Oh, Because, you know, I had... Little did I know I had been writing it all along because I had been talking to my brother, testing him, trying to figure out what was going on. So I started writing it and I I started after I, I finally went to God, believe it or not, I, I didn't even ask the one person I should have asked what was the solution, right? Okay. I talk about that in a book. You got to read it. It's, it's absolutely funny. But he told me and it I'm pretty sure all of us have read that story in Genesis chapter 40 about when Joseph went to jail with the baker and the butler. In this particular time, after I prayed, it it, it jumped out at me that I'm like, how did he get out of prison? <laughs> <You know? laughs> because 
I didn't, I was, I never thought about how did the butler get out of prison? He was in prison with the baker. So, and then one day I was, I was at church and you know how you singing the hymns and you know, what kept jumping out at me is the word pardon, pardon. He gave it. I'm like, he gave he he got a pardon. <laughs> That's what happened. So hence a prisoner's pardon. And this whole story about uh the baker and the butler and why in this my kids' book as well as the adult book all hinges around that. So um the bigger book, which is a prisoner's pardon, looks in to this particular case. It's a real case. If you've talked to ex-convicts or people in prison, they always talk about their case, their rights, their lawyers. So I present it as a case because that's what it was. So I present how Jesus is the only one that can practice in this courtroom. He's the only one that can um, actually pass this particular bar. And if any if you work worth your salt, you know who the judge is. So I was explaining who the judge is, you know, showing that he looks into hearts. You cannot fool this particular judge and how Jesus actually takes your place. So no lawyer is going to take your place. So, and I, I look at the three institutions looking into our background because we all pass through these institutions and that's the family, uh, the government, as well as um, the church. And it's really big within the black community, the church and everything. So I look at our family giving a a history, which kind of looks like most black families in America, what they go through. And it really gives you an insight on why we have black leaders that's mostly preachers, why we talk the way we do, why we call things soul food, you know, and uh, why we go to church so much you know, why so many of us are locked up, um, some of the reasons, but, you know, so I walk each, I, I walk us through each, the house, the family, where I say the, the, the father is absent, the government, where I say the unrecognized father, because they're, they, they're out of control as well. And then the church unknown father. So I'm saying, You know, we always say the father is out of the house, out of the family house, but it's out of all three houses. So I break it down that way in saying that each role model that we have for those houses are gone. So this is where we have the chaos. So we have this break, this breakdown. And then, but that's not the end of the story. It's like, okay, you see the problem, you know, and then I say like how I had to have a, um, a coming to Jesus moment, I should say, where I had to take the stone out of my hand and literally a stone and the the wood out of my eye to be able to be of any help. And we all have to do that before we can actually help. So I had to um, talk about some sins I've done, which, like I said, I almost called the book Twin Sins because I, I went through my brother's rap sheet and I started looking at stuff I've done. I'm like, Hmm. I was committing sin right alongside with him. I just didn't go to jail for it. So I had to own up to that. And which made me much more compassionate and understanding of people that's locked up and um, not thinking like I'm better than them because I I thought I was a better person and everything. And um, so after that, I present the case and show how only through God's grace, you know, I'm saying the motto is rest your case 
on God's grace, because that's the only way you're going to actually um, get a pardon. So it's the pardon is not just, you know, somebody just being released from jail. You know, it was a debt paid. Jesus paid this debt and you're capitalizing off of it and you are able to be able to be free only because of what he did. Now, because of what he did, you can take advantage of the other resources and be able to truly be free. But we don't say there's no consequence. We do recognize that there's consequences. Mm-hmm. Amen. And, and your children's book, Farrell's Butler and Baker, The Unknown Power of Forgiveness. Why did you decide to write the story into a children's book as well? Because... One, uh, it's a result of the findings from the bigger book because you didn't, the father wasn't home. The father wasn't um, taking his rightful place as disciplinary. You know, we get our names from our, our last name from our father, our lineage from our father. He, a father is very important. And that's why the other book is called um, A Prisoner's Pardon, only through a father's love do we find us pardon? So the father is very important because we, we put so much focus on the mother. Um, we just had mother's day. It's a lot of focus, but we not, we, we should put as much focus on father's day. And I wrote this book with the intention of fathers bonding with their kids, reading to them, because once they're being, um, read to them and they're they're showing this love they the kids start to get their identity and everything and that's to help them to stop from being groomed by someone from the outside so if you don't bond with your kids somebody else will groom them for you so i'm what i found out is you need the father and they have to be bonding. And I find that a lot of people in our community don't know how to do it because we didn't really understand what love is and what it was. So I'm showing it through this book, um, which is just uh, a non-Christianese way of saying it, like how, you know, uh, about forgiveness and how Jesus comes into the heart, because it is a heart issue. It's not a head issue. And the book looks at the same situations as yes. a prisoner's pardon, but from mm-hmm. a child's perspective. Exactly. Exactly. And it's it's very poetic and very um rhyming. So it gets the kids involved with the parent because we lost where you know people actually told stories and set kids down and told them about the past. So this brings this in because this is a true story. This is not make-believe. It's a true story. And it gets the parents bonding. And I also actually have a coloring book coming out with it. It should be out in the next few weeks because as they're, as they're listening, they, they're coloring as well. So they really get in a deep understanding and it's, it's becoming really instilled within their mind, their psyche and their soul about forgiveness and redemption and why it's not good to steal, you know, or lie. You know, if you read the book, it's like we, I insinuate, you know, did the, did the baker think he was king or did he steal Pharaoh's ring, you know, or did the uh, baker lie or did he eat Pharaoh's pie, you know? So I bring these uh, different things, you know, about theft, pride, everything that the big, Uh, sin issues and saying that 
in the end, if you don't turn it around, if you thinking, don't be like, the, like I said, don't be like the baker and doubt. And then, you know, and thinking you can find a way out. And he ended up staying there and eventually being executed, which is the, the story about salvation in a nutshell. So they, um, they get all the information they need in just a short like a sh- very short story, very poetic, very interesting. And they, uh, a lot of times they don't even realize how much information they've taken in. Amen. Amen. And, and I know from what you shared with me before that you learned a lot during the writing of a prisoner's pardon. And, and, and can you share just a little bit of what you discovered concerning the decline again of the family and the family values in the black community because of issues with this recidivism? Yeah, it was it was tough to go through. I had to ask some tough questions. Um, and uh, one thing I saw was during the Great Society when Johnson put um, that into um, effect, which is the we're talking about when um, welfare system was created, you know, kindergarten and all that, and it was to combat poverty. But the welfare system with its benefits. And I say that in a book, I, you know, gaining those benefits, I lost the benefits of a father because when you obtain those benefits, they made it so that you could not still be married. So we lost, you know, the man in the family. And then also when you do that too, they're being, they, they're gone, gone after with child support. So it's a double whammy for them. And um, it just caused a lot of chaos. And also I have, you know, I talk a little about, I said, I call it Planned Parent in the Hood. You know, it's where parents' rights too were taking, taken away and you didn't even know it, you know, because I mentioned a story about my own uh, child when she was 16 and I didn't know she was emancipated. Get this, emancipated when they're pregnant. So um didn't know that. And just taking people through what comes down with the breakdown where the first year I lost the benefit of the father, then I had lost my parental rights as well with these sort of programs. And so I'm I'm bringing people into a real life situation so that they can actually see and be sensitive to these things um, and understanding what's going on. It's not just for you know people outside the community, but also inside the community to wake them up to what's really going on, not excusing it because we, you know, it's easy to accept it because I I look at my, my parents and them came from the Mississippi Delta, you know, it's very poor, no infrastructure on the cotton fields and stuff. And it's like, you can see why people are scared and if they're going to get their benefits taken away. So it's very hard for me to look at. It's very, um, very sad in they did feel that they had a choice, you know, but with God, that's what I'm saying. When we have a strong foundation in God and understand he's our source and not the government, not ourselves. And, uh, and at the end, I talk about Newton, amazing grace, how he, you know, he wants to enslave blacks, but look what he did at the end, he was also, he wrote Amazing Grace. And it's, it's something to see how he was interest, instrumental instrumental in helping free Blacks in the end. And I, I just, it I saw myself as a slave 
uh, person to people, keeping people in slavery as well. And so I, I open people's eyes and being sensitive to spiritual things to understand what's really going on, how you can be enslaving yourself or enslaving other people and how um, family it's not just a black family this happened to. This is happening to families all over America and how they want to keep us separated, you know, because if we get together and compare notes and saying that it's God, we we realize that it's not it's not it's only one race. It's only one family. And it doesn't matter what color your skin is, that we're all in this and they're trying to break up all the family units. And um, I'm just saying it from the perspective from where I'm coming from, but I know it's it's everywhere. It's not just happening in my family. Uh, amen. Hey, folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for today's portion of this great interview. We've been talking with a good friend of mine, Michelle Jackson, a good friend of our ministry, whose podcast handle, by the way, is Missy J. Now, Michelle has been sharing with us some of the problems about recidivism in the prison population and some of the causes of it, not only affecting the person being arrested and incarcerated, but also the families of these folks. You know, Michelle's twin brother has been in and out of prison numerous times, and it affected her, her family, the children. She finally decided to try and find a cure for this condition. In the process, she authored a great book, A Prisoner's Pardon, which is coming out now. At the time you're listening to this, it's out. You should be able to find it on Amazon. You can click the links down below, or you can click the links and contact Michelle for more information on this. Amen? But this is a very important topic, and we want to get the word out and help her get the word out far and wide. Amen? Michelle also has a children's book that helps to broach the subject on this very important topic as well and help the little ones to deal with the thoughts and, and feelings that they're having. Drop down in the show notes, click the links right there, and be sure to come back in the very next episode for the conclusion of our discussion with Missy J. Michelle Jackson. Amen. Till next time, it's Pastor Bob reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. 
Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.